Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. Gentlemen, we've done it. We have successfully made it a couple of weeks into 2021. All right, so far, so good. How's everybody feeling? Doing well. Hoping, crossing our fingers that uh, this this year is is different than 2020 and we can do more normal things. Yeah, it's, it's still got a ways to go to get back to normal, right. right? I mean, it's like you're like, yeah, we're in a new year, but you know, not, not much has changed yet. So hopefully, it gets gets there. And by summer, we're, we're, we're off to the races. Let's start things off and talk about that. What should be some of our biggest financial goals for 2021? Well, I think it's, it's reasonable. I, I guess what I would say about t- coming into 2021 that's been unique is usually around Christmas time, starting the new year, I start thinking about what are my goals for the next year? And this year was so exhausting and so unique. It was almost just like, Let's just get to the next year. I, that, that's the <laughs> yeah. goal uh, that I'm seeking after. And so I think for some of us, it's been where you really haven't had that time to say, okay, I'm going to make 2021 awesome because 2020 just rocked us so much. I think it's normal to maybe even be at this point a couple of weeks in and going, man, I didn't really even set any goals or I haven't really focused on that. What What is my plan? And so if, if you're late to the game and you you haven't done that, I don't think you're 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 out of the norm. I think that's normal right now. But every year, usually people will sit down and say, OK, this year I'm going to do or take these steps that are going to make me better financially prepared. And, and there's a few things that we would kind of add to that list that people should be focused on and you know and look for those opportunities and so number one it would be looking at where you're at with your retirement savings so again retirement only comes when you have enough money to replace your paycheck and so we have had appointments with clients and people that have called in from the radio that sit down and they say man i'd like to be retired tomorrow and damon and i've had to give them the bad news that you know what they're not prepared that retirement will not be what they want it to be if they retire now and we've told them you know, a few years from now, if you take these steps, you'll be prepared. And so the moment you can have that appointment and that come to Jesus moment and kind of say, what do I need to do better, the better. And so we would say, look, go back and look at where you're at with your retirement plan. If you feel like you're on track, but you don't know exactly where you stand, you know, that's where you can sit down with a financial advisor and start looking through that plan and saying, if I was going to retire with this amount of money, um, what would my retirement look like? What would it be if I if I added to that and waited five more years? What kind of growth could I expect on that account? What would that look like? And and that's a really interesting process because again, we all look forward to the day we can say we're retired, mm-hmm. but none of us envision retirement to be. I get to sit home and watch daytime television because I am absolutely broke and can't do anything else. <laughs> that's not what we're looking forward to, right? right? And so we're all envisioning the retirement with the bucket list items and the fun things and the travel and the visiting with family and the time off and the projects you get to do around the house. And so it would be really wise to take the time to actually go through that process and see where am I at? What would my retirement look like if I started it today or five years from now? And what are the steps I need to take? Because that might give you your marching orders for 2021 of what you could be doing if you take the time to sit down and figure out where you actually stand right now. And I would say, Mark, that one of the the places that's really misunderstood or hard to find, but that makes a big difference is how much am I paying for fees inside of my portfolio? Because a lot, oftentimes it's hidden in 
pages and pages of prospectuses or, you know, not on a, not really uh, plain to see on a statement and things like that. You know, I often have people come in that say, I don't, I don't know how much I'm paying in fees, but it's certainly something that is there. And there's always going, you're, you're going to pay for something, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing's free in life, but you know, as you, this, this last year with a lot of people going on furlough or different things, their budgets have probably been cut a little bit and people have had to say, you know, how am I going to live on less in 2020 because of what happened with COVID, et cetera. And and in a way that's kind of like retirement where typically people are are going to be living on less than what they were making and, and they have to look at being efficient with their stuff. And fees is one of the most, one of the areas where you can make the biggest difference, but probably one of the areas where you may not know that you, you could do anything. You know, I had a, a, a client come in recently that uh, came to us uh, actually from the internet, had Googled us and, and found us to be highly rated and came in and, and she, she, we were looking at her accounts and at one particular, you know, custodian, uh, she had two separate accounts. One of them was all in mutual funds and the other one, which was double the size, was all in stocks. Okay. And on the one account, all in stocks, it was pretty straightforward. It was a 1.3% fee. But then on the mutual funds, they also had that they had lowered the fee for the advising to 1.1%. But mutual funds are much more expensive. So the average cost of those underlying funds added another 1.5%. So on that one, she was paying you know, double the fees of this other account and had more fees on half the money than on the big one. And she was just like, oh my gosh. And when we added it all up, it was, you know, almost as much as her mortgage payment for the year. And she's like, I had no idea. And, And so those, that's an area where, you know, we look at, we hear the Geico commercials, 15 minutes can save you 15%. You know, taking the time to just understand where I can be more efficient in my stuff and still get good returns can pay dividends because if, you know, there's a statistic out there that says that for every 1% in fees that you pay, that's 10 years of retirement income that you're losing. So if you could save that, this this person we saved about 1.5% in fees, you know, we just added an additional 15 years to her retirement income just by lowering fees. That was it. Is there a certain age where, is it ever too early to start looking at your retirement? Well, I don't think it's ever too early, but Damon and I, we focus on people that are 50 and older Mm -hmm. that are getting to the doorstep of retirement. It's a little ways off or they're approaching it or they're in retirement. That's our sweet spot. And that's where we built our practice. That was where we're focused on. And I think that's important because again, when you go to the doctor, you can go to a general practitioner if you have a cold, but if you need to have, you know, if you're dealing with cancer or you need a certain surgery, you're going to go to a specialist. And so what Damon and I, we've tried to do is become a specialist that someone can come in and at our office, they can talk to someone that understands Medicare and can help them figure out that situation. We can talk to them about Social Security and the strategies that they could implement in claiming Social Security benefits. We understand all of those type of things. And it's really more specialized to someone that's getting close to retirement, how they're going to replace their paycheck, what their income is going to look like and then design a plan that helps them be able to generate the income they're going to need for the rest of their life. I just met with a client back in December. I sat down with him and his son, and his son is 37 years old, and he started opening up in his statements, and he kind of was talking through his stuff. And, you know, he had done a good job. He had already, you know, saved up fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 in a 401k, and he was trying to max that out, and they were trying to buy a house. 
And he talked through those things and he said, well, I know you've done some, some stuff for my dad. Can you help me out? And I said, I can, but I'm a fiduciary and everything that we do must be in your best interest. And he, I told him, I said, I would love to help you, but honestly, you're at a stage of life where you have time, where just putting your money in a diversified portfolio in the stock market, just go and buy some ETFs that you know follow the S&P 500 and a few other things, your costs are gonna be so low that you're going to get more benefit by doing that simple step on your own as opposed to paying me as your financial advisor to make those adjustments because he doesn't need the specialized approach just yet. I said, 15 years from now, you call me up, we can put together some things for you and we can help you. But right now it's in your best interest to kind of do this on your own. And so mm -hmm. I kind of showed him some of the ETFs he could buy. We talked through some of that stuff and he just said, thank you. And, and later the client talked to me and he's like, you know, I just really appreciate that you were just honest with my son and that you're not there to just bring on a client and, and charge fees on something that they could do on their own. And he really appreciate that we put his son's needs ahead of our own. We're not gonna turn anybody away. We're happy to talk with people and to kind of help them out, but that's what we do best. Educate me on and, and explain to me what an ETF is. So an ETF is a, an exchange traded fund. Uh, it's similar to what most people understand to be a mutual fund in that that exchange traded fund has a, you know, a, a number of stocks, 100 stocks, 150 stocks, that if it's a, uh, a large cap ETF, um, then it's going to have a bunch of large cap stocks. But the difference is, is there's not a fund manager that, that takes a 1% fee on it. And a lot of times they're associated with just regular indices like the S&P 500. So you could buy SPY, which is an ETF, and you're basically, you're just buying the S&P 500. The, the internal cost of it is so, so much less. But statistically, eight out of 10 times is going to outperform a lot of these uh, other mutual funds. And so it's a way to have to not have to buy individual stocks and still get the benefit of a pool to get less risk, but still do it at, at, at a lower cost that that acts like a stock where it trades right when you want it to trade instead of having to wait till the end of the, the, the business or the end of the market close like a mutual fund and have the volatility that may happen in those hours that, that you're, you're waiting on to trade. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliate.